What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me here for this Tuesday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We are a Sports Ethos presentation, and I'm your host, Joe Orico. You can find me on Twitter at JoeOrico99 and also at EthosFantasyBB. That is where all of our work will be released throughout the offseason and heading into next year. EthosFantasyBB is the page to go check out and follow today. Now, I was going to get back to pitchers, but I woke up with a bit of an urge to draft. So I've entered a mock draft over on CBS. It's going to be starting up in a minute and 30 seconds. It's a 5 by 5 Roto League, uh, Mixed League, AL and NL. And I think most of the other teams in it are going to be mock draft or are going to be auto-drafted. So it should be fairly quick. I just haven't drafted in a while. The last time I did a draft was in Arizona. That's more than a month ago. And we just did the first half of it. Uh, I want to start doing some more of these. And yes, we're, we're not done with pitchers. We are still going to be doing another at least four or five shows on pitching. But I figured, what the hell? Uh, we're still pretty early in the offseason. No need to rush through all the pitching stuff. We'll take our time here. Uh, you guys can go back and watch those first three pitching shows. The first one with Michael Simeon. Uh, the other two I did solo. Just going through the first, I think, between the three of them, the top roughly 25, 20, 25 pitchers of the season. We're going to get back to that. But today... Uh, like I said, I really wanted to draft. So I'm drafting from the four slot here. I chose the four slot because I think that the top four is all, they're all pretty close anyway. Like I think I'd prefer uh, Turner and then probably Ramirez and then Acuna and then Julio if I'm going to rank them right now. But, and I think that's actually the same way I had them when I did my, my ranks a couple months ago. Uh, but I wanted to get the fourth pick because I think I can still get an equally elite talent there and, you know, return uh, to pick sooner in the second round than if I had any of the first three picks. That's pretty much where I'm going with this. Uh, I do plan on doing a bunch of these mock drafts, and I, I think I may do one from every single draft slot throughout the year. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do uh, in terms of that, but there will be a bunch of mock drafts. This one is getting started, and we are a go here. So it's just about to kick off. And yeah, so we got a couple of auto draft teams ahead of me. Uh, that's fine. We have Jose Ramirez and then Trey Turner and then Vlad Guerrero Jr. went third. This is a weird one. Computer is being weird. Uh, that is, that's a little crazy for me. Um, I think I will go with Ronald Acuna then. Uh, where is Ronald Acuna on the list? Here is Ronald Acuna. I'm going to take him. Uh, with my fourth overall pick, uh, Guerrero, Turner, and Ramirez, the first three. A little bit strange. Uh, Juan Soto, Bo Bichette go afterwards. Now, I'm thinking on the way back, it really depends on who's available, actually. And this is, you know, a bit of a strange order. I wouldn't have projected it to go exactly like this. So we'll see what's available to me coming back. I'm thinking I'll probably go for a pitcher, uh, but we'll have to see. After me at the fourth pick there, it went Soto, Bichette, Harper, Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, Garrett Cole, Kyle Tucker, and we're going on and on here. And it is back at my pick here. It's a very quick uh, mock draft. Actually, no, sorry. I am not on the clock yet. Now I'm on the clock here. Okay, so who is available to me here? Manny Machado, Cedric Mullins, Ozzy Albies. Let's see what pitchers we have at the top of our board here. Zach Wheeler, Julio Urias, Sandy Alcantara. Um, you know what? I think I'm going to pass up on pitching and I'm going to continue uh, building out my, my starting lineup. So I'm going to go with Manny Machado here in the second round, uh, pick 21 overall. <clears throat> he was pretty high up in my rankings when I did them initially. Now they would have, he would have maybe even gone up a little bit higher if Trey Turner had gone there. And if they do get like an elite quality shortstop or another piece anyway, at the top of that lineup, it's hard to think that Machado's counting stats wouldn't just keep going up and up. Uh, I am back on the clock here at pick 28. 
And let's see, who should I go for at pick 28? I think we'll go for a pitcher here. Uh, Sandy Alcantara still available. So we'll start getting our pitchers taken care of here with Sandy. I like Sandy. I think that there is some risk of him regressing this year. But overall, I think that he's still a fairly safe pick uh, in the third round. So no problem taking Sandy Alcantara. This is a pretty quick draft. I think every other team is an auto team. Uh, So we're going to be getting back to mine in just a second here. And I'm debating going with another pitcher, but I also want to see who we still have available in the player pool here. I think I will probably go with another pitcher, just looking at it here. Um, Yeah, I think we're going to go with Kevin Gosman. And maybe it's a little bit early, honestly, for Kevin Gosman. I think I might be able to wait on him. This is a bit of a strange order of this mock draft over on CBS. Uh, It's not going the way, and I don't usually play a lot of CBS. I had one league on there last year. Uh, I don't play a ton of them, so forgive me if I'm like, you know, it's surprising some of these picks. Maybe they're not surprising if you play on the site regularly, Uh, but still a little weird to see the way that this this has gone in some cases. I think, you know what, I'm going to go with Justin Verlander in the fourth round. I know there's some risk to it, uh, but we're going to go with Verlander. We got a couple of really strong pitchers there between Verlander and and Alcantara. Both a little bit risky, but this is a mock draft. We're just kind of testing out the field here. Uh, once I go through these picks, I'll, I'll take a look at my whole team, and we'll we'll talk about it for a second, because this is going to go uh, quite a bit quicker than I actually anticipated. Uh, the way that this mock draft works, a lot different than what you're going to see uh, where I'm used to playing them on Yahoo. Um, with my next pick here, so I have an outfielder, I have a third baseman, and I have a couple of pitchers. Part of me wants to keep going for pitchers, I think I might go with Max Freed here. Um, let's see who else we got available to us. <clears throat> and da, 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 da. let's see, let's see. Um, uh, I got to be quick here. I only got 15 seconds. Um, oh, man. You know what? I'm going to go with Real Mudo. <clears throat> I'm going to go with JT Real Mudo. Get my catcher taken care of here. Uh, I don't love catchers as much as I think they're deeper this year than they are most years. Uh, he fell a little bit longer than I when I thought he would. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going with Real Muto there pretty comfortably. Next up here, again, I think I'm going to go probably with a relief pitcher. And I've probably waited a little bit longer than I should have here. But let's see what we're dealing with in terms of the available uh, closers left. Jordan Romano still sitting there. I think I'll go Jordan Romano, pick 69. I don't think he'll fall this far in a lot of drafts, but hey, this is a mock draft. We're still pretty early in the year, and I'm playing against computers, so bear with me, guys. Uh, This is most mock drafts, I think, going forward. I'll invite some other people in the community to do them, Uh, but this is just, you know, spur of the moment I wanted to do this. Uh, So forgive me if if it's a little bit different than what you were expecting for today's show. Uh, I might go with another closer here, honestly, in the next round. I think I'm going to go for Ryan Presley. I'll get my saves taken care of. Uh, Yeah. I think Ryan Presley, that that works back-to-back there uh, with Jordan Romano. I think that that's, you know, I'm pretty set for my saves anyway. I think that I should be pretty good. Uh, Let's go back to the way I'm not a huge fan of of this system overall, uh, the way they have it here. I'm definitely more of like a Yahoo player at heart. Um, And NFBC, I'm going to start getting into more. This is not my favorite, um, favorite, the way they have it set up here. Let's see how else I can search because it's a little bit interesting. You know, I'm sitting here at pick 93. Jazz Chisholm is still sitting there. Yeah, he shouldn't be sitting there at this point of the draft. It's a little strange. Um, But you know what? I'm going to take Jazz Chisholm at this point. 
we're gonna go over and you know what this is this is a weird draft i will say it right now uh it, it is strange the way and i've said this a few times but the, some of these picks um from the computer are, are not what you'd expect it's it's definitely a little bit weird um the way that the auto picks work a little bit strange as well uh, i think i want to go back and take another picture here now, does it let me search by qualified players? It doesn't here. Let's see. I'll just search by home runs. Let's get a little bit more power with our next pick here. We are in round nine. Um, you know what? I am thinking I am probably going to go here. Adelise Garcia is still sitting around, and he probably shouldn't be. Again, this is a bit of a weird draft, but I'm going to take Adelise Garcia. Oh, I think that makes sense here. Um... This is, this is strange, man. Uh, like, I don't usually play uh, in these formats, but this is this is a little bit weird. I need to take a few more pitchers. Um, this is a two-catcher league, so I'll need to take another catcher as well. Take care of the outfield. Um, let's see what we've got. You know what? I probably could use some speed as well. Jazz, I'm not sure how much speed you're going to get there. Acuna, yes, I think it'll go down a little bit. Garcia should be okay, and Machado, a few steals. But I, I think I want to have one more... Uh, maybe a power speed combo guy if I can. Easier said than done at this point of the draft. And you know what? Dansby Swanson is still sitting here. So I'm going to go with Dansby Swanson. And again, uh, when you guys do your drafts, I very much doubt that it will go this way. But hey, you know what? It's the, it's the offseason. There's a long way to go. Uh, it's something to talk about anyway. These mock drafts, always a little bit strange. Um, not my preference to do it against the computer, but spur of the moment kind of thing. So that's what we've got going today. Let me try and take another pitcher here. Um, let's see who we have sitting around. Christian Javier. I wouldn't mind having Christian Javier on my team at this point. He's fallen a little bit later than he would in most drafts. And you know what? He's, he's not going to be there. If you're doing an actual draft at this point, most likely, uh, you're talking just after pick 100. Maybe he falls in some cases, but I think uh, if you're getting him anywhere around this range, it's, it's a huge bargain. Um, let's see what we have now in terms of some run scored, guys. Um, no one that exciting. I'm thinking I might look and see who else is left in the catcher pool. Sean Murphy is still sitting there. Travis Darno. Um, Alejandro Kirk is still sitting there as well. You know what? I think I think I'm gonna go with Alejandro Kirk. I know there is maybe he doesn't start the year as a Blue Jay. Maybe he gets traded. Uh, but I still feel pretty confident in Kirk overall. Uh, I think that this is a, a good spot to be taking him here. And this is probably a little bit later than you're going to see him fall in most drafts. But I'm curious because a lot of us in the industry look at a lot at NFBC drafts. That's not always going to dictate the way that every other draft room is going to go. Uh, most people, like before I got into the industry, I had no idea that the NFBC even existed. So they don't necessarily dictate the market. It can, uh, but it's not It's not set in stone. If you see somebody going in the third round <clears throat> in the NFBC, they're not necessarily going to be going in the third round everywhere. Uh, so I need a first baseman. I'm going to take a look and see who we've got available here. And my guy Christian Walker is still sitting here at pick 148. I think I'm going to take him. Uh, they got poo holes in the player pool here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. Let's see. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Christian Walker. He's the guy that makes sense for me at, at this point of the draft. Probably falling. This is maybe about where he would go, around pick 150-ish. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably about right. 148 is where I got him. Uh, this is a pretty quick draft, and I have most of my uh, position players filled out. I need a couple more outfielders, though. So let's see who we've got available in the outfield. Anthony Santander. Yeah, I, I don't mind taking Santander here. He's 
probably about the best option that I'm going to find. I could go with Charlie Blackman. But it's, it's pretty early for Charlie Blackman. Um, I think I'm going to go with Santander. I think he's probably the guy that makes the most sense for me here. I picked him in that NFBC draft that I did uh, in Arizona. A lot more competitive draft room, I'll tell you, because these computers, no offense to these computers or anybody at CBS, but this is a this is a little bit strange. I know that there will be some variations between sites with ADP, uh, but there's also some players who are falling a lot more than they should, and it's probably not going to end up looking like this at the end of the year. But we'll, we'll get through these last few rounds, and we'll talk about the players that I picked. Uh, I still need a couple more outfielders. I wouldn't mind a couple more starting pitchers. I have waited a few rounds since I took my last starter here. Uh, let's take a look. Um, Tyler Anderson, he's a no-go for me at this range. I'll, I'm interested a little bit later on, but probably not right here. Kyle Wright is still sitting around. I'm going to take Kyle Wright. Uh, this is another spot where he's probably not going to last this far in terms of actual drafts, but we'll take him here pretty happily. Um, I think I would like a couple of more relief pitchers for sure. Uh, at least one solid closer. Let's see who we've got. I mean, Daniel Bard is still there. Gregory Soto, <clears throat> Taylor Rogers, Camilo Duvall is still sitting there as well. Uh, I did remember seeing some report fairly recently about the, the Giants were looking for a closer. I don't know why they wouldn't just stick with Duvall. But if they end up bringing in somebody else, and then it's probably not going to be looking so great for, um, for Duvall's value. He makes me a little bit nervous here. I think I'm going to take Taylor. You know what? I I don't know that I can take Taylor Rogers. Like, but I, I'm I'm torn here. And maybe you know what? Maybe I maybe I just don't take a closer right here and wait a little bit. Maybe that's what I'll do. Let's see the starters that are at my disposal still. Um, you know what? Tony Gonsolin. We're getting close to pick 200. Uh, I'll take a chance on Tony Gonsolin here. Uh, I know he's going to regress. That's just going to happen. But at this point in the draft, uh, it's not too bad. And I've built out a very solid 12-team roster here. Uh, again, I don't know if you're going to be able to build a team exactly like this, but maybe you will be, uh, depending on where you play. I need a couple more outfielders. That's the main theme here. Um, let's see. There's not much really left in terms of outfielders, and this is going to apply like pretty much wherever you're playing. Uh, you get close to pick 200. The outfield pool is really going to thin out. There's still going to be some interesting names there. Um, what I'm looking at here, not the best. I mean, I think Alex Verdugo is who I'm going to probably end up taking here. Uh, yeah, I think Verdugo does make sense based on who else is on the board. There's Mark Canna, Miles Straw. Mike Stremski interests me, uh, but I think I'm going to go with Alex Verdugo. I think he's a pretty, pretty decent bargain at this pick. Um, one more outfielder, two utility slots, and then two more starting pitchers, two more reserve pitchers. Um, let's see. Steven Kwan is still sitting around. He's not going to be sitting around in real drafts at this point, but let's take Steven Kwan here. Uh, why not? I think that he is fantastic. So I've got Acuna, Santander, uh, Adelise Garcia, and Kwan as my four outfielders. Um, or sorry, Verdugo, Acuna, Santander, uh, Garcia, and Kwan. Those are my five outfielders couple utility slots left so I need kind of just the best player available uh, I think I'm honestly going to go uh, with Jeff McNeil there's still the injury worries with Jazz Chisholm I, I think the second base you'd kind of like to have a solid backup there anyway and he's honestly fantastic Jeff McNeil very underrated player not the sexiest stats for fantasy but high batting average weak position uh, I'm going to take him there he's going to be my first utility guy um, I think probably I should go for another starter or Either a start. Let's see the pitching pool. Let's see who we've got left here. 
Uh, Daniel Bard is still sitting. He's fallen a lot, so you know what? Hell with it. I'll take Daniel Bard. Uh, he's probably not somebody who's going to be sitting around here at this range, but it's another position where you need to take the position early. Like Daniel Bard's not going to be sitting there post-pick 200 in most cases. I'm not even sure what his ADP is. I'll take a look at that after this draft is done. But uh, he's somebody who's not the greatest, but the fact that he has the closer role at this point, it kind of means you have to take a bit of a chance on him anyway. I'd like to have another starter. I'd like to get some strikeouts in there as well because I don't have the craziest strikeout team between Verlander, you know, Alcantara. You're not getting crazy strikeouts. Kyle Wright, Christian Javier, good strikeout numbers. Gonsolin, eh, you know, it's, it's not a great strikeout team. Uh, so I may take somebody who's not so great. Like maybe it's Nick Pavetta that I end up taking here, even though he's not a great strikeout guy, uh, based on who I've got available to me. I think it's going to be Nick Pavetta. It's going to be Nick Pavetta. You know, I don't feel great about it, but hell with it. Let's go for it. Um, let's see. I have two, three picks left in the draft. Uh, let's see. Sort by all players. Is there anything I'm really lacking as I look at this point? I think it's a pretty balanced team. I wouldn't mind boosting my batting average a little bit, but at that at this point of the draft, it's a lot easier said than done. Um, nobody really that great in terms of batting average. Oh, you know what? There is somebody who fell in this draft, and again, not going to happen in real life. Um, but Luisa Rise, <laughs> Luisa Rise is still sitting here at this point of the draft. He's in a, in a real draft, almost certainly not going to be here. I'm going to take a look at his ADP because he's kind of a tricky one to figure out. He's more or less just batting average. Um, but well, we'll take a look at some ADPs of these guys I drafted after we are finished here. Uh, two reserve spots left. I think I'm going to probably take some pitchers. Let's see if there's anybody even really worth taking at this point. Merrill Kelly, Herman Marquez. Uh, Kyle Gibson is still sitting there. It's a little bit early for me, uh, for him there. Martin Perez, Eric Lauer. Brady Singer is a very interesting one. I'm going to go with Brady Singer here. I didn't realize he was still available. He showed it at times last year that he can be a really elite pitcher. Not that he's necessarily going to be an elite pitcher uh, all the time, but at this point of the draft, I'll, I'll happily take a chance on him. So I got one pick left here. I have one pick left at this point of the draft. Usually I would just recommend going for the best player available, regardless of position. You know, it's, it's your last pick. They usually don't stay on the team very long anyway. Uh, you take a guy who is likely to give you uh, the best production or whether he's a starter a metal reliever whatever they are uh, so let's see the best player available still here for me you know what I might and honestly I'm going against what I just said but it, it might be Jorge Mateo like he's not necessarily the best but fantasy stat wise he's going to give you some stolen bases deep like pretty solid stolen bases with a couple of home runs in a pretty decent lineup I think Jorge Mateo is who I'm going to conclude this draft with I think that makes sense. Yeah. Jorge Mateo is the guy that I've taken here. Um, so let's take a look at this team as a whole. Real Muto and Alejandro Kirk are the catchers. Christian Walker at first. Uh, Jazz Chisholm at second. Machado at third. Dansby Swanson at short. My outfield is <clears throat> excuse me, Alex Verdugo, Ronald Acuna, Santander, Adelise Garcia, and Stephen Kwan. I have Jeff McNeil and Luisa Rise as utility pieces. And then in my rotation, Justin Verlander, we have Nick Pavetta, Sandy Alcantara, Kyle Wright, Christian Javier, and Tony Gonsolin, uh, and Brady Singer as well. And then my relief pitchers, we have Jordan Romano, Ryan Presley, and Daniel Bard. I think I feel pretty good about that draft, uh, considering it's, it's very quick. You don't have a lot of time. You know, one-minute pick clock. 
and I'm pretty much always on the clock because I am taking or I'm facing uh, computers here. In terms of this whole team, though, uh, I feel pretty good about it. I feel, again, like this is probably not a team that you're going to be able to build in a real draft. It's possible. Uh, but some of the picks, like Vlad Guerrero going third, I think maybe they still have the settings for like last year's ADP possibly. Uh, for some players, that would make sense. Um, and that's probably what it is here. But it still gives you a general idea of where to take players. And again, I don't know the ins and outs of the way that CBS has this. But looking at the draft board, I think it's possible that they do have the settings still to uh, last year's players. So take that into consideration when you're listening to this. This isn't like you take these guys in this round. Joe took them here. Um, you know, so I can take them here. Not necessarily. Um, I just had a real urge to draft. And there's a couple of guys that I want to take a look at. Uh, in terms of their ADP, now, Luisa Rise, it's not going to be as low as we saw here, but it's probably not that high either. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head for a rise. It is 193, so it's actually not too far off where I got him. Uh, he felt like a huge discount. Uh, Jeff McNeil, his ADP is 210, so not too far off where I got them here, actually. Uh, those ones feel pretty okay. I don't think any of my picks were like crazy steals necessarily. I think that they were all fairly all right. Uh, maybe Adelise Garcia, I got him not even that late really. I think I got him in rounds like nine-ish or so. Um, I don't think that that's like too crazy. I don't think that that's you know, something that's completely unrealistic. I think he's probably going to go higher in a lot of cases. But a lot of people don't like Adelise Garcia, even though he's done it for a couple years in a row now. Uh, his ADP is 63. Minimum pick is 40. Max pick is 112. There's not a ton of consensus on him at this point, and those ADPs are for draft champions. Again, I'll say I filtered out the, the gladiator formats when I'd done those. Um, but yeah, I think that a lot of people are still kind of down on Garcia, even though he's done it two years in a row. They don't trust the underlying metrics. They don't trust the played skills, whatever it is. But I mean, you know, the old saying, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me kind of thing. I, I like him a lot. I think at this point, you know, they're not a great team, but that top part of that lineup is really good between him and Simeon and Seeger and Nate Lau. Uh, Josh Young could be really great as well. Hard to say what he's going to be exactly, but <clears throat> I like that lineup, and I think Garcia can give you something similar to what we've seen these last couple of years. So I really like having him there as a mid-round outfielder. Probably, I mean, closer to earlier round than mid-round, but you're talking probably round four, five to round seven kind of range again there's not a ton of consensus on him and in terms of a lot of players like I haven't really done this uh, but minimum and maximum picks there is still a huge gap with a lot of guys uh, the one that really stood out was Mike Trout and I don't have I think it was 15 was the minimum I'm just resetting these uh, things here I think 15 was the minimum uh, sorry 13 is the minimum pick on Trout 74 is the max uh, you know, there's a couple others that really stand out to you. Uh, Josh Hader, 19 and 58. Uh, Max Scherzer, 19 and 67. Uh, Dansby Swanson, 21 and 105. So we're still trying to figure out what exactly the consensus is. And there's not really uh, for a lot of players. Sure, if you're talking, you know, any of those guys we mentioned in the top four, they are the consensus top four in most cases. Turner, Julio, Acuna, and Jose Ramirez. But there's a lot of wiggle room, and you know, I, I doing a draft like this, 
And I do think that there is a possibility that they've got the settings set to 2022, that they have the computer uh, set to take tw- based on 2022 ADP. But I do think that this is, you know, a team that you can fairly realistically build this year. Uh, I don't think it's too crazy to expect that you can get a lot of these guys where I got them. Uh, if I go sort by round here, and let's see, sort by round. So taking Acuna in the first is totally realistic. That's something that can happen. Uh, it's something that, you know, top of the first, it will happen. Uh, Manny Machado, middle of the second, you know, pick 21. It's about where he's going to be going. His ADP is 15. Uh, minimum is 11. Max is 21. So I would have technically set the max pick on him there. Uh, my next pick, Sandy Alcantara at 28. That's probably about right. You know, his ADP is 26. Uh, there's not so much crazy stuff, like maybe a little bit here and there where you say, holy shit, this guy should not be available here still. But, you know, Verlander at 45, his ADP is, I think, maybe exactly 45. Oh, 48. Uh, but that's like a realistic kind of team that you can build there. I am I think that this is, you know, a, a pretty decent strategy, what I, what I did here, uh, going for a couple of hitters and then a couple of pitchers. I think that, again, we've talked about this a lot on the show. There's not really just one way that you can do it this year. There are a ton of different ways to build your team. Uh, but going two elite hitters followed by two really, really, truly elite pitchers and then a catcher in the fifth round. If you can still get Real Muto in the fifth round, which I think you can in some case, I think his ADP is higher than that. Um, but let me see. I think, honestly, his ADP is... Let's, let's see here. Um, 36. Wow, that's that's higher than I thought it would be. I thought it was a little bit lower. Uh, minimum pick, 18. Max, 54. So maybe it is a little unrealistic to get him at 52. I think that that's probably where he should be going. Uh, but maybe he is going a little bit earlier in some drafts. I don't know. Jordan Romano at pick 69. I think that he is going a little bit earlier by ADP. Uh, he is going at 47. Wow. He is going... Probably, honestly, that's a little bit early. I think, I don't know that I would say he's a top 50 fantasy asset. I think that that's pushing it a little bit, but um, I'm happy to get him here. Uh, pick 69 regardless. Uh, Ryan Presley at pick 76. I don't know that he's going there exactly. I need to just filter by ADPs here. I wish you could filter, as a side note, uh, on the NFBC. I wish you could filter by starting pitcher and relief pitcher. I know it's a little bit difficult there, uh, but I wish you could. Uh, Brian Presley, his ADP is 57, minimum pick 44, max 83. So I definitely got him closer to the max side here. Uh, not really, you know, going exactly where he would go in some drafts, but, you know, max pick of 83, it's it's not crazy to think you'd get him here. Uh, the first one that is kind of crazy, I think, with this team is Jazz Chisholm. I was able to get Jazz Chisholm at pick 93. Uh, he's going at pick 49 on average. 28 min, 65 max. This is the first pick where you can say, okay, this is not really going to be able to happen uh, in a real-life case. I don't think that that's something that's going to happen. Adelise Garcia, as well, I got him probably a little bit lower than you would in an actual draft. Just something else to keep an eye on. Uh, Dansby Swanson is an interesting one in terms of his ADP. I don't really know what to make of Dansby Swanson so far. Like, 75 is his ADP. Uh, minimum pick, like we said, 21 max, 105. I got him here at 117. Totally fine with him in that range. Uh, I think pick 21 for him is absolutely bonkers. I think that we're really pushing the limit on a guy who's a good shortstop, not a great shortstop. He had a really great season. But I think we're pushing it a little bit uh, in terms of putting his value there. 
Uh, getting him in this range, very good. I think that, you know, you're probably not going to be able to get him here most of the time, his ADP 75. But I think if he signs with a poor team, which is totally possible, maybe not a poor, poor team, like he's not going to go to a rebuilding team. But if he goes to the Cubs or something, I don't see him having that same kind of ADP. I think it would be closer to 100, and I think you might even be able to get him in some cases around this range. Uh, a big part of that value for me comes from him playing in Atlanta at the top of an incredible lineup. Uh, if he goes to Chicago, if he takes the money, which he might, uh, you know, you can pretty much forget about the 96 RBIs and 99 runs. Already kind of an outlier for him. He had 88 RBIs last year. But uh, it's not really something you can expect from him year in, year out, especially on a bad team. So I'm all right with him in this range. I wouldn't push him up too much higher uh, if you can. And not even if you can. Uh, shortstop's pretty deep. You don't need to. It's not like it's a position where I'll jump around because you know there's not many great guys available at this position. You don't need to jump on, on him there. Uh, Christian Javier, his ADP is 87. I got him lower than that, of course, here uh, at 124. But I don't think it's insane. The max pick on him is 134 in these draft champions. So there are some places where he is falling to this level. I think that's a total bargain. We talked about him a few days ago. I love Javier. He should be in the rotation. And, uh, again, no problem with him in this range. Uh, Alejandro Kirk at 141. Now, he is not going to be going down to 141, I don't believe. Uh, his ADP, well, in some drafts it has gone that low. His ADP is 106. The minimum 83, max 148. But especially in a two-catcher league, <clears throat> I got both of my guys taken care of here by round 12. Kirk and Real Mudo, that's about as elite of a combo as you're going to be able to find. Uh, in terms of any team in the league, obviously this is a mock draft. But if we're filtering by catchers, Real Mudo going first by ADP, uh, Kirk going seventh. So for me, that's that's absolutely beautiful. Uh, Christian Walker in the next round, it's not too far off from where he's actually going, I don't think. Uh, 141 is his ADP. I got him at 148. Totally fine with that. Big power, great team around him. Maybe not a great team. Maybe I'm stretching it. Uh, but a really solid team around him that I think is just going to keep getting better. So no problem with Christian Walker at pick 148 here. Anthony Santander at 165. I feel totally fine about as well. He's not one of my favorite players, but he should be able to still give me a pretty solid production from this range, close to 30 home runs, probably you know, 25 to 30 homers, 75, 80 RBIs. Uh, his ADP is 139. He's ranging from 115 to 166. And I got him at 165 here uh, in this draft. So I'll take that every single day. Kyle Wright was the next guy that I took. He's falling later in this than I think he would in real life. Yeah, he is falling much later here. Uh, 66 minimum, which is kind of crazy. 142 maximum. I got him at 172. He's not going to fall to this range in most cases. But again, we don't know what ADP is going to look like on different sites yet. Uh, we don't know what the average ESPN or Yahoo or Fantrax player is going to be doing to set those ADPs. Different types of players play on different sites. Obviously, the NFBC attracts the more high-stakes player most of the time. There are leagues that are 50 bucks. There are leagues that are free to enter as well. Uh, I don't know that the general public generally gets into those free leagues, but there are leagues that don't cost any money. It's not just about the high-stakes players, but it tends to draw more of a serious fantasy player. Where And again, no offense intended. I've played on ESPN and Yahoo for years and years. I didn't even know about the NFBC until this year. So no elitism uh, intended on my part. I think that those drafts, you're going to see some more casual kind of picks. You're going to see guys who are not the most incredible players, 
Like, I think John Birdie is going to be overdrafted like crazy in casual leagues because people will see the 30 stolen bases and they'll say, you know what, John Birdie is going to give me 30 stolen bases. Uh, I have no problem taking him wherever, how high. He's going to pick 224 on the NFBC sites, but he's ranging from 124 to 342. It's insanity. Like, there is such a huge range there. It's hard to know where there is value anywhere. But I think with Birdie, like, he's a guy where, like I said, he's going to be overdrafted. Just avoid him. Just avoid him unless you get to, like, you know, past the ADP of 224. That's where I would start to become interested at this range of the draft. Uh, I don't think you can. And, you know, that's all to say that I think on Yahoo, his ADP will probably be, like, 130 at at the latest, 140. Like, I think people will see that. And same with, with ESPN leagues. You'll see massive stolen base numbers, and you'll say, okay, uh, we're getting into John Birdie. I'm going to get 30 steals. He's going to play however many games. You know, this is talking about the casual, more casual fantasy player because not everybody puts, you know, tons of hours and hours of prep and, you know, does shows, throat, and writes articles and stuff like that and focuses so much on it. A lot of people get into their draft room and they say, yeah, he got 30 stolen bases last year. He's close to a top 100 pick in my eyes, and they'll take him there. It's really hard to gauge value uh, this early in draft season, which is why I kind of wanted to do this. I also just kind of, you know, am a fantasy addict and wanted to do it. But anyway, a couple more picks to go through here. Tony Gonsolin at 189. I got him. His ADP is 164. Minimum 103, maximum 214. I think I'm pretty okay with him uh, in this range. I don't think he can really hurt you so badly. Still pitching for a great team. Now, is he going to be 16-1 and with a 2 ERA again? No. But can he give you like, you know, uh, 12 to 15 wins just being on that team with a 3, 3, 2, 5 kind of ERA? I think so. Maybe the ERA will be closer to 3, 5. Uh, but at this range of the draft, no problem at all taking him there. Uh, Alex Verdugo, I think he fell a bit farther to me than he is going in real drafts. Actually, you know what? I took him a little bit earlier. His ADP is 206. I thought it would have gone up a little bit, but 206. Minimum 157, max 244, and I got him here at pick 196. So no problem for me there. Uh, you know, I haven't been jumping up this board too much. I've kind of been getting guys a little bit later, but Verdugo, I think he's one of the few guys who I can actually trust going into next year in Boston. Uh, I don't think his fantasy game is so much dictated by, uh, you know, the same way that Raphael Devers would be by his counting stats. I think that Verdugo can get by, especially based on price. He can give you 10 to 15 home runs, you know, 60, 70 runs, 60, 70 RBIs. That's generally what he's going to give you. It doesn't really matter what the team is around him. He's going to hit for a high batting average. So around pick 200, uh, Alex Verdugo, I think, is somebody I'm going to have on a lot of teams. I've already talked about him quite a bit this offseason. Big fan of taking him in that spot. Now, Stephen Kwan at 213. This one is unrealistic. Stephen Kwan's ADP is 130. So he's not going to be falling this far in most cases. He did fall that far in a couple of drafts, though. His max pick is 177. Uh, some people took him at 73, or somebody took him at 73. Um, but I think that, yeah, he is not going to fall this far. If he does in certain cases, then it would be an absolute steal. Some people are going to look at him and, again, perhaps maybe the casual fantasy player who has no idea who Stephen Kwan is, who's maybe playing in, let's call it their second year of fantasy, or even, you know, let's call it their first year of fantasy. Somebody's playing just on ESPN. They're getting into this and they say, who the hell is Stephen Kwan? Uh, He had six home runs last year. Maybe they're just going to say, you know, to hell with him. I don't want him on my team. And maybe a lot of people will do that. There are some leagues that are just, you know, they don't focus that much on baseball. It's more a casual thing. And if you are in one of those leagues, a guy like Stephen Kwan 
will probably be available a little bit later than he would be in your average NFBC draft. You know, 130, that's probably not where he's going to be going if you're talking, uh, you know, any other site but the NFBC. So something to keep an eye on there uh, with Stephen Kwan. Jeff McNeil at pick 220. I'll take this every single day with Jeff McNeil. I know that he is not such a sexy fantasy player, uh, but he is still somebody who's going to hit for a really high batting average in a really good lineup. And he's kind of a personal favorite of mine. I just like Jeff McNeil, uh, something about his style. I love a high batting average. And you know what? There's just something to be said about the way he plays. Uh, 307 career hitter. He's not going to give you many home runs, many stolen bases. But at this point of the draft, he's a utility guy for me. He's a plug-in. Give me a little bit of extra batting average. Maybe a couple of home runs, a couple steals. Uh, between the runs and RBIs combined, maybe you're talking 120 something like that. Uh, I'll totally take that as a bench piece. And then was it a rise that I took in the next round or was that a round afterwards? No, that was I took Daniel Bard in the middle there. Now, Daniel Bard is not somebody that I feel terribly confident about. I think he's an okay pitcher who had a really good year. He's going to pick 126. He's probably going to be overdrafted. Um, you know, that's where he probably should be drafted based on what he did last year and the scarcity of closers and yada, yada, yada. But we're talking about a guy who, for his career, has not been terribly impressive. Uh, you know, he is, goes very hot and cold. He had some good early years in Boston. Uh, but generally, you know, being in Colorado does not do anything good for your career. And he was actually, you know, I'd forgotten. He was out of the bigs for so many years. Uh, back in Colorado, his first year was the short year at the lockout. He had a 3.65 ERA. Uh, the next year, last season, where he actually still gave you, I think, about 20 saves. Uh, he had a 5.21 ERA. It was, yeah, it was 20 saves exactly. The reason people are drafting him is because this year he had 34 saves, a 179 ERA. <clears throat> Can we expect that again at Coors Field from Daniel Bard? The indicators were quite a bit higher than 179, 249 on the XERA, 286 FIP, 330 XFIP. Excuse me, guys. And the Sierra was 317. He's not going to have a sub two ERA again, uh, but I think at this point, because he'd fallen so much, you kind of need a third closer. And he was the most, you know, the most decent looking one there. I guess I'm not going to say he was the best looking one. I suppose I could. Uh, I don't feel warm and fuzzy about it, but I think as a third closer at this point of the draft, uh, I'm totally fine with it. I probably should have taken a closer a little bit earlier, uh, but what are you going to do at that point? Nick Pavetta is the next guy I took. He's a pick I don't really feel great about uh, in terms of starting pitching. There was not really much going on in terms of the draft board at this point. So I went with Nick Pavetta. I don't think we're going to be looking at a great season, but, uh, you know, he was kind of just, uh, I took him because I needed some strikeouts. And he's not a, a massive strikeout pitcher. But in terms of what else I had going on there, uh, there was not really so much on the draft board. And I probably took him higher than you're going to see him go in a lot of cases. He's not a great pick. He's not a great pick, and I wouldn't recommend him <clears throat> at this range in your actual drafts. Uh, there is something to be said about having a quick pick uh, pitch clock, and you know sometimes you take a player and you look back on it and you say shit, and that's probably what it is with Nick Pavetta. He's my least favorite pick of this draft. Um, you know, strikeout per inning kind of guy at that point. I've taken some guys earlier on who are not great strikeout play, uh, great strikeout guys. So I'm gonna have to just kind of live with a subpar ERA. And just kind of take it because, I mean, it's a, it's a mock draft. I don't really have to take anything. But, um, yeah, it was not my favorite pick. Probably my least favorite pick of the draft. Uh, Luisa Rise as 261 and then Brady Singer. Those are my last two. Actually, no, there was a third uh, one more. 
Luisa Rise, though, uh, 261. He's not going to be falling there, I don't think, most of the time. Maybe in some cases he will, and maybe, again, in a more casual draft, he will fall to that point. I like him. I like Arise. There is some talk about him being traded. Um, that would probably not do too much for his fantasy value one way or another. He is mostly just a batting average guy, a couple of home runs. You know, not somebody who's going to depend on massive counting stat numbers or being in a great lineup to have production. Uh, you know, last season it was 49 RBIs. He had 88 runs. But I don't think that that really is going to matter so much depending on location. So getting him here, you're not going to be getting him here in most actual drafts. Uh, but in terms of this mock, uh, totally happy to take him at 261. Brady Singer in the next round at 268. Now, I am curious about Brady Singer's uh, ADP at the moment. 194, so he's going higher than this, but it's in line with, you know, the, between the minimum and the maximum, or it's close to it anyway. Uh, 267 was his max pick. 148 was the minimum pick. A little bit risky there, but at this point of the draft, I believe he was the last starting pitcher that I took. Uh, yeah, he was the last pitcher that I took. No problem here in round 23. I don't think he's going to get there in most cases, uh, but if he does, I, I'd be pretty interested. Brady Singer was somebody who had a really good run this season. Uh, it was a little bit hot and cold. He ended up with a 3.23 ERA, though. Uh, I think at this point of the draft, no problem taking him. And in most cases, you probably won't. But again, we don't know what's going to happen. So if you do get to this point and he's sitting there, I think he's a pretty good bargain. Last pick, Jorge Mateo. I'm not a huge Jorge Mateo guy. I think that he is an okay player fantasy-wise. Uh, I like him in this lineup. And you know, I kind of went against my own advice during the draft. I usually say the last pick, last two picks, Take the best player available that got the best shot of actually maintaining a spot on your roster. Now, a lot of people want to churn out that last spot on their roster. They will use it as a streaming spot exclusively. I personally think that you shouldn't just take that last spot of the draft and make it a streaming spot. I think that it depends on the way your team is set up and everything else, which is why I took Mateo. Uh, but you don't necessarily need to say, this last guy, I don't give a shit who I take, it's going to be streamed. Like You might end up having to stream your seventh round pick or your 14th round pick you don't really know the way that the season's going to play out so taking a guy who is inferior or whoever just you know i don't care who i take here it's the last pick click the button i don't really recommend doing that i think that you guys should either a look for your, your team and one more little need okay i need a couple more home runs a couple more steals or you go for probably the best available player and i think fantasy wise what jorge mateo is going to give me which is going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 steals probably 10 home runs I don't expect much from the counting stats. He should probably be at the bottom of the order. But he had 50 RBIs and 63 runs last season. And we're talking about the last overall pick here. I'm totally fine with it. You know, he's not going to hit for a high batting average, but I've kind of taken care of that with Arise and McNeil. He's not somebody that I plan on starting very often. And again, I'm assuming this is a real team. This is not a real team. This is a mock draft. But he's somebody that I think you probably would start depending on the week. You need some steals that week or whatever. Uh, he's still, I think, a pretty solid play at this range of the draft. And I want to see, actually, um, his ADP. I don't think it's very high at all, but let's take a look. Um, 186, minimum 87. Somebody took Jorge Mateo at pick 87. Holy shit. Maximum pick 285. Wow, that's where I took him, 285. Um, but taking him at 87, I didn't realize that. That is crazy crazy especially for a shortstop and i'm not sure what eligibility he's going to retain next year but jesus that's crazy uh let me take a look at the eligibility here real quick 
Yeah, just shortstop. He's literally just, he's losing outfield. He's losing second base. That's crazy. I pity that person who took him that early. Uh, if you can get him, you know, in the 200s, mid to late kind of 200s, or even maybe a little bit earlier, somewhere in like the late 100s, fine. Top 100 pick for Jorge Mateo. We've lost our damn minds. There are some guys, we'll go over ADP uh, more in depth. We'll go by position. We'll go in general as well. Uh, but there are some crazy picks by ADP uh, that we're going to be talking about over the next couple of weeks and over the next couple of months, really, because we have a long time to go through this. I don't mind the fact that this was against computers and it's not the most competitive draft because I'm going to do a hell of a lot of these mock drafts. There's a long time to go. We're just gathering little bits of information here and there. So no problem. I'm sorry if you guys, maybe this isn't what your what your bag is. You prefer to just hear you know, strict kind of analysis and whatever. Uh, but I woke up, like I said, with an urge to draft. I wanted to get into one. I'm glad I did one. I don't think that it is the greatest team. I don't think it's the worst team. But I think I built it pretty well overall, uh, stat-wise, roster construction-wise. Uh, I think it's a pretty balanced team. Maybe I would have gone, if I'm looking back on it, one more high-end starter to pair with Verlander and Sandy because they're not guys that you can necessarily trust um, so much. Maybe Sandy is not a per-game or per-inning guy, really. He's dependent on volume. And, of course, Verlander is 40 years old, or he's going to be 40 years old. So maybe I should have gone with a higher SP3. I guess my third pitcher would be Javier. Kyle Wright and Javier, yeah, probably Javier three, Wright four, I guess, Gonsolin five. It's a fine rotation, uh, but I'd probably would go if I had to do it again uh, with another uh, another high-end starter early on and then go for a couple of more position players a little bit later on. But this is why we start early. Uh, you kind of figure out the way you want to draft. You figure out the players you want to be targeting at which point of the draft, and that's how you end up making your decisions for your actual draft. So, guys, I'm going to leave you there. I really appreciate everybody hanging out here, listening to the show, uh, continuing to listen to the show in the offseason. That is really great to see. Hit the subscribe and download button. You guys will never miss any of these pods. We go every single weekday, Monday through Friday, uh, and that's going to be forever. Uh, well, okay, I shouldn't say forever, but absolutely and definitely uh, every single weekday, Monday through Friday, these pods will be out there. So offseason fantasy baseball fix, you want to get some, uh, come listen to us here. Hit, uh, not the hit, hit the follow button, I guess, on Twitter, at EthosFantasyBB. That is where all of our new content will be released from. We have a couple of articles that will be coming out this week. We have a new writer who we are going to be introducing on Twitter probably tomorrow. i uh, got to get his piece edited and up on the website. And then, uh, yeah, you guys will get to know him. We're gonna, I think I may have mentioned his name yesterday, actually. I'm not 100% sure. But uh, in either case, go check us out on Twitter. I'm at JoeOrico99, EthosFantasyBB for all the baseball, fantasy baseball stuff you could want. And yeah, we will, I promise, we will continue with pitching tomorrow because I neglected these last couple of days. My apologies. We will get back to it tomorrow. But guys, uh, take care. Enjoy your early drafts, your mock drafts, and everybody stay safe. Cheers, everybody. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.